Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Hundreds of lives have been transformed by the gospel spreading throughout the U.S. military. John and Lauren's story is one of those stories of transformation. Uh, we got married in 2013, um, and I was an infantryman in the army. Um, I worked with special operations, uh, and uh, we were probably married for about three years. Um, Lauren had thought that that I was a Christian. I probably thought I was a, a Christian to some extent, but um, found out that I was not. Um, but in 2017, our, our marriage was spiraling downward. Um, and, uh, we moved to Fort Benning, uh, and I uh, reached out to a, a guy who had actually shared the gospel with me years ago. Um, uh, and I trusted him that because I thought he was the only legitimate Christian that I had really known uh, on uh, advice to where to get plugged in and, and, and how to do this Jesus thing. Uh, he introduced me to a guy named Randall Nell, who uh, led me to Christ um, via uh, the Two Kingdoms illustration. Um, and um, it was at that point in time when he when he was done sharing that illustration with me, he asked me which kingdom I was in. And, and I said, it's probably in the in the middle or somewhere near the right side, but I wasn't in the kingdom of God and he He's, he said uh, very clearly, you misunderstood. You're, you're either in one kingdom or the other. And if you haven't given Jesus all authority, then you're in the kingdom of darkness. Um, and so I recognized um, that, that I was not following Jesus and I was not a Christian and, and that I, I wanted to. And, and so uh, after that, my, my life radically started to transform uh, and uh, have, have been trying to struggling forward and making disciples that make disciples uh, ever since um, that, that time, that 2017. Um, And uh, yeah, it's um, shortly after that uh, was when I changed uh, my, my job um, just because I thought it would give me kind of more access across the military to, um, to advance the kingdom. Yeah. Moving out to, we were our first duty station after we got married. John was already stationed in uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord, and so I moved out there and, um, yeah, quickly recognized that um, John probably wasn't living for Jesus. And so, like he said, um, our marriage was just rocky. Um, so hmm, I had a lot of doubts. Um, I had a lot of questions in my head about what I did and how did I not see fully um, whether or not he was living for Jesus, but just was, um, I guess, resolved that there was a point at which I would just resolved that this was the man that the Lord had for me. And so um, I was going to stick it out no matter what. And um, I think that was the best decision that I could have made. Um, and reading the word, I felt after reading the word, I think coming across the passage in first Corinthians 12 is what really solidified that for me. And so 
Um, when we moved to Fort Benning, it was very important to me that John was reaching out to somebody to get discipleship. And during that time, we had had our oldest, Elliot, who um, was two, and we had one on the way. Mm-hmm. And um, so all, you know, through a job change, a move, and being pregnant with a two-year-old, there was a lot of things that were going on, but we decided that we were going to make the room in our life for discipleship and for, um, yeah, just having a couple to lead us um, into how to walk with Jesus more faithfully. Mm. Um, and so we we made that time through the move, through the job change and all, and quickly got plugged. I think the week after we moved here, mm. we had dinner with that couple um and that started the discipleship process and they were coming to our home and we would meet in our home and they were truly um training us and equipping us to obey the lord and and to walk with him faithfully and learn how to make disciples mm-hmm. and so <laughs> i think it was while I was, while i was pregnant we had elliot we were walking our neighborhood for the first time, just sharing the gospel with people that we saw, trying to um, bring about what <laughs> what this couple told us Jesus could do through our life. And we believed them and we were sold out to find out if, um, yeah, the Lord would bless us with such a such a task to make disciples. Um, like we kind of mentioned, we were a wreck, so we we needed yeah. there's a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, um, just conflict that they were working through uh, between Lauren and I uh, that, mm. that they helped with. Um, but ultimately it came down to like foundational stuff, uh, foundational things that, uh, about following Jesus. And so um, short-term discipleship is what we would refer to it as uh, or short-term commands. Um, so um, repent and be baptized, um, fish for fish for men, follow Jesus and fish for people. Mm. Um, being able to uh, identify um, how the Lord speaks um, through his word um, and then, and then obeying it um, uh, and then gathering together as a church. For us in the very beginning, it was, it was the four of us. It was, it was me, Lauren, Randall, and Hannah um, for, for, a, for a little while. Um, and uh, I, Randall would even go out with us at times sharing the gospel and inviting, helping mm-hmm. us kind of recruit people, if you will. Uh, but um, uh, but for a while, it was just the four of us gathering together um, and opening up the Bible and seeing, uh, identifying what it is that Jesus says and then ways that we can practically obey that. I'm just sort of struck by there. They're obviously serving you, ministering to you. You're at a real crisis point in your lives. But they're also at the very same time training you to obey Christ and to share the gospel with others. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They were, it wasn't what, yeah. No, what can I say about the the familial type of love that they had for no. us? It was truly a labor of love because when we look back they were not only counseling us and helping us um in our marriage and in raising our children 
um, and working through some of the hardships that we had went through, but they were also equipping us at the same time. And I truly believe that, um, yeah, it was the labor of love that they showed us and bringing us meals and um, all of that. It, I mean, you could just tell that they were dependable and just people that really loved us. And we just wanted to learn from them in return because we could tell that they were just um, led to love. They just loved us really well in that hard season. We ended up with uh, a few additional people that would gather with us um, and in our home for church. And and then uh, shortly after that, Randall and Hannah kind of stepped out. They launched um, overseas. And so um, uh, Jim McKnight kind of took over uh, for discipleship for me. uh, And um, through that process, learned uh a lot of stuff um so jim also deployed shortly after he kind of took over so um there was i'm still you know i'm still fairly i I would say a baby believer still trying to figure out things and and jim's halfway across the world and uh randall's launching and um so we're we're doing the best we can but It's. Mm. I, mean, I would argue, looking back, like, wow, that was that was a terrible, <laughs> yeah, was a terrible job. Um, but uh, you know, we're struggling to to keep doing what we're doing, um, and uh, people are 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 voting with their feet. They're you know, some people are coming in and some people are going out. Um, so, <laughs> so Lauren shared the gospel with this. Uh, at the time, he was a captain. He's since gotten out of the army, but. Um, uh, with his wife, uh, I think at a, at a at the park, at the pool. We went yeah. to um, a neighborhood pool, I believe mm-hmm. it was, and she was just another mom with her children swimming in the pool. And I shared the gospel with her and told her about um, our gathering that we had in our home on Sunday morning. And she said she would be interested to come. And so we exchanged information and decided to keep in touch. And I think it was that next week that yeah. they, her and her husband with um, their daughter, they had one at the time, mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. And um, it was very clear from the beginning that he was, uh, the only reason he was there, and this is these are his words, the only reason he was there was because his wife wanted him to be. He was, he was mm-hmm. not following Jesus, openly admitted that. Um, and we were just they kept coming and so we were we were faithful to keep meeting with them um and over the course of probably about three months three to four months um he the he's a very uh he's a very intelligent and logical individual and so it took time for him to kind of digest some of the he would start reading the word on his own and then over time it was hey i think i'm I think I am wanting to give Jesus authority over my life. And mm-hmm. um, this was really cool because this was really the first uh, experience for us. Um, I mean, lost to, and and now like years later, he's, he's moved to Tennessee and he's laboring um, in Tennessee out alone and unafraid trying to, to struggle and forward too. And so um, love them dearly. They're great friends and we're, we're in contact on a weekly basis with them, but, they um 
you know, to be able to watch that happen, the Lord has, has really like, they're a huge encouragement for us. And, and, um, there's been a, there was a few other people that we had shared the gospel with, um, that had committed to, you know, being baptized or wanting to follow Jesus. Um, but, um, didn't, uh, didn't continue to do so after a certain period of time. Um, uh, one of the benefits and drawbacks of being at Fort Benning was, or is that um, you get a lot of students uh, come through, whether they're airborne students or, or ranger school students or something like that. And um, they, they're they interested and then um, either they go back to where their original duty station is, or um, it's just not um, what, the, the the accountability is not something that they wanted to continue. Uh, we've had some, uh, what what I would say is really good friends and, and really good friendships with some people that mm. um, they they decided to to go somewhere else or or not uh, follow Jesus in the way that I think the Bible calls us to, and um, that's been really that's probably been the hardest part of a lot of this. Is, yeah. I would just, uh, yeah, I would describe our, or that early, um, church start, um, for us as a test of just faithfulness mm-hmm. with what God has given us. Um, that one couple that we spoke of, um, that we did see come to know the Lord and are still laboring today. I mean, that was amazing, but there were, at least four other couples that came consistently for a while. Mm. And um, that was what God gave us. And Mm. that is what he entrusted to us at that time in our living room. Mm. And we either, we had the choice to either be faithful to them and love them where they were at or not. And we just wanted to be faithful to them, just like it was modeled for us. Um, We then moved to Fort Stewart. Uh, the army moved us to Fort Stewart, um, and we were there for about mm, 370 days, so just over a year. Uh, and that was a terrible experience. Um, that was a that was the first time we had kind of uh, again, um, apart from Randall, uh, and then phone calls and things like that with with Jim. Uh, there was, and to no one's fault, there was just a limited amount of of discipleship that was that was occurring um and then um when we moved to fort stewart there was there was no one else there that we had that was doing what we were doing that was like-minded in that in that way um and i think we had these uh i like to call them delusions but um I, i mean i think we were just motivated to to do kingdom work um, and we looked at it very strategically and probably not quite as um, uh, Holy Spirit driven is is mm-hmm. probably a, a, a reality. Um, and we got there and we struggled for a, almost the entire year. Um, we met one couple who um, uh, who consistently came. Uh, he was baptized. Um, and she was and she was baptized um um and uh built a relationship with them um 
he is at Fort Bragg now. We're not as in we're not in good great contact with them. Um, mm. Not to I think it's just been it's, they've had some difficult issues, uh, and so um, but those were that was really the only um, mm. fruit that I would say. Well, no. So through that process, through that year of struggling forward, I think what really came, what the Lord was really teaching us through that was. Um, I was struggling with some identity issues and, and who God says I am. Um, and I don't think I would have learned as much as I had about that had I not been there on my own with with a, no, only me and the Lord to to figure that out. I mean, Lauren was there, but um, and then it also developed our friendship a lot because, again, the first three years of our marriage, I wasn't a believer and we learned to live together in a way that was just unhealthy. And then the next three years were us trying to figure out how to do it in a healthy way. And so it it hasn't really been until like the last year or two years <laughs> that we've really kind of been like, okay, we don't have conflict every other day. Um, and we kind of like spending time with each other. Um, so um, yeah, the like going there and being kind of out on that island, um, was really good for us uh but it was it was a it was a painful experience mm -hmm. um that that uh looking back i, I would say like hey, I, what we learned from it I, I wouldn't trade for the world but yeah. if there was another way god would want to teach that to me then i would appreciate <laughs> that as well <laughs> i'm sure there's a book you could buy or something and just sort of <laughs> hard lessons um yeah <laughs> yeah so what next? So then we came back here. Uh, we came back to Fort Benning um, and got back into face-to-face -face, uh, discipleship and community. Um, we had had, uh, we did start meeting in an online church with Jim and some other people while we were at Stewart, but we came back to Benning and we were able to meet uh, in person um, and I think that's where uh, some significant growth started to occur as well. Um, just um, again, in continued continued faithfulness for what God had given us, um, and uh, I think just for, for me, I'm I'm a big community person. I think um, the the I think there's a lot of biblical. Um, uh, evidence that that talks about um, you know going going out as twos or or teams um, and so I it, when we came back here and there was a there was a, a few couples that were uh, very like minded uh, that we were able to learn from we would bounce ideas off of talk about things with each other um, you know hey how do I work through this with this person um, they were able to kind of bounce things off of us and. We we're able to really grow from that. Um, the other thing is, is uh, both of the both of the couples that were here um, sh shared giftings that were not really my giftings, and so uh, it taught me a lot about um, uh, how to be a little more of an apostolic leader, um, and so. Uh, learned a learned a lot from from Jim and Tyler, um, and uh, through that process, as we, I think we were again, you know, having the experience that we had had from 
the previous struggles. Um, we, I, I would like to say it was something we did, but ultimately we recognize that a lot of things come from prayer uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and really the Lord. Um, and so we, we, I heard, um, Emmanuel on one of your, I think on your most recent podcast, talk about how the, um, you can have a cookie, you can have a, a eight step process on how to get a movement going. But at the end of the day, the Lord is really going to be the one who, who makes it work or doesn't work. And so, um, we were blessed to be able to find some forceful people, um, and, uh, have, uh, have been really faithful with them and, and love them really well. Um, yeah, one of the couples that are is currently in our um, Sunday morning gathering. They, we decided on a Saturday to go and get donuts downtown, and so we just went downtown and we're ending up standing in line at this new donut shop that had opened, and there was a couple standing behind us, and so I shared uh, the gospel with her and um her and her husband actually and they had both identified that they were not following jesus i believe well she maybe she had identified that she was not following jesus at that time and um we said well we are gathering our in our home tomorrow morning (laughs) you would like to come and they showed up their family showed up that very next morning in our home home and i think it was uh, about four weeks later that she had decided that she wanted to make Jesus her king. And so um, she was baptized and they continued to meet with us and be trained and equipped and what it looks like to make disciples. Um, and so that was that has been a joy to connect with um, them. And then let's see what. Yeah. And um, we also got plugged into some uh, uh, basic training groups um uh battalions uh and we were doing basically the same uh model just kind of abbreviated um and we have i don't know the exact number of people that we've seen get baptized mm-hmm. um but these guys will all go to different duty stations across the the mm-hmm. uh, u.s and really the world um, and the really the cool thing about it is we'll hear stories from mm-hmm. people at these duty stations that, that go up to these soldiers and they uh, they'll share the two kingdoms with them. And uh, the soldier will say, like, yeah, I saw that when I was in basic training and across. I think we're in four battalions right now. Um, and then there's some other groups uh, that are that are doing. Uh, uh, basically uh, similar forms of kind of what we're doing uh, at basic training. And so uh, that's, that's been really kind of encouraging and, and cool to partner with them. Um, and then as some of these lieutenants that are coming from West Point uh, or uh, just other ROTC schools, um, one in particular, his name's Avery. Um, his wife is Amanda. Uh, he's, um, in a b- basic officer uh, course here at Fort Benning for the infantry. Um, and he shared with everybody in his platoon already, and he's baptized six of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, he has his his church meets in his home 
a couple hours after he meets with us in ours. Um, his wife actually just baptized one of the girls that comes this afternoon. Um, and uh, I think there was also some uh, uh, rumors of a, of a third generation from that that had already started. This has the potential to, because soldiers are being moved around. So you need a flexible model of discipleship from church so it can jump with those mm -hmm. movements of the soldiers and often soldiers with their families you're beginning to see that that sort of multiplier yeah uh we are yeah um it's 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 working um uh, and so it's been really encouraging to hear even stories from from like uh, Nick Zayundo, um, who's at Campbell, um, him tell stories about how uh, he shared the gospel with somebody or one of his one of the guys that he's discipling comes down here for um, a school and we're able to plug in with him and just love him well as he's down here for that school. Um, just really the, the body be the body. Um, and, and it's been, it's been really cool. Can I share a crazy story with you? Yeah. That I feel like we missed. So the first time that we were stationed at Fort Benning, um, yeah, while our marriage was rocky and we're trying to figure out what it looks like to make disciples. And, um, we were casting, we were, the vision that we were given is like, you could, you know, you can make a difference here at Fort Benning, starting with your neighborhood. And so one day, crazily, I'm walking around the neighborhood trying to figure out who I'm going to share the gospel with. A lot of people don't just go walking around the neighborhood on post. Naturally, I feel like not in the neighborhood that we were living in at first. Um, but I went across the street to our neighbor's house, Jamie, and I felt like she was on my Oikos list. She was on. She was one of the women that I have interacted with, and I knew that I hadn't shared the gospel with her yet, and I needed to. And so. I was determined today was the day I'm going across the street and I'm going to share the gospel with her. And so she invited me in and which that was the first like, what, you're going to invite me in the house? But mm -hmm. she invited me in and she had a friend over and I was able to share the gospel with them both. I was just like, hey, I just want to let you know the Lord has laid you on my heart and I need to share this with you. And I shared um, the gospel with them. And asked them, both of them, if either of them have ever trusted Jesus to be their king. And um, one of the women had said no, and the other didn't. Re I don't remember. I don't recall her answer exactly, but I do remember her name, and her name was Emily. And so that kind of was that. Jamie said she wasn't um, interested, but she would let me know if she ever would become interested. And I said, okay. So we moved, we went to Fort Stewart and we're there for about a year. And then we come back to Fort Benning and Emily, the girl that was in my neighbor's home while I shared the gospel was still here at Fort Benning. And I don't know how I ran into her exactly, but I do remember that we had a conversation and we started talking about how we gathered in our home. And her and her husband decided this time that we were around at Fort Benning that they were going to come and gather with us. And they did. And it was just so amazing to see God move in both of them. Um, while we were away, it sounds like, um, if I remember correctly, while we were at Fort Stewart, her husband came, committed his life um, to Jesus. He decided he was going to follow Jesus. 
And shortly after that, um, while they were home, they went through a really hard time um, with their third child being born in the hospital. But through that, God moved in her heart and she was baptized and um, decided to make Jesus her king. And they are now at Fort Campbell. Mm -hmm. And I think this past month, she has baptized two people, one of them being a mom who turned around and baptized her son. And it has just been so cool to see how God used a seed planted way back in 2017. And it is multiplying, you know, today we're hearing about today how um, she's baptizing people and sharing the gospel faithfully at Fort Campbell with her husband. So So typically, how, how is the gospel getting out? What are you noticing? Well, it kind of it kind of depends uh, for us and the guys, especially the ones in the military um, or the guys, if if they are they have the job, it's I, I try to encourage and stress the their relationship network. Right. They're going to work every single day with these people. They're spending a lot large amounts of time with these guys um, and gals that they work with. And so. Hey, sharing the gospel with them should be a priority. Um, but ultimately, um, anybody that you know that that hasn't proclaimed that Jesus is their Lord needs to hear the gospel. Um, and so we use uh, like a hundred person uh, list, and we say, hey, if, uh, if if maybe you don't know a hundred people, but write as many people down as you know. Um, and then you can kind of go through and, and say, hey, I, I know I shared the gospel with these people. I know I still need to share with these people. Um, and so they saturate their their oikos uh, or their relationships um, and then kind of encourage, but all the while still encouraging, hey, share the gospel as you go. All right. Um, but we just um, we've seen a lot more. Uh, I guess fruit from people that will um, share the gospel within their relationships. Just they have, mm-hmm. they just have influence with those people. Um, and so that's kind of like, uh, for example, um, one of the other couples in our church uh, is from, we've known from college. Uh, we both went to college with them um, and they, just started their own church and there's two couples from college that we all went to get like they're 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 meeting with them and so because of our connection to north Georgia college um they're able to to have influence over over those four people's lives and so um that's that's kind of just an example of of how i think influential it can be yeah I will say for me, though, it has truly, I don't know, um, the relationship network that I have is more limited in the sense that I'm mostly at home with the five kids. Mm. And so the way that the gospel is getting out on my side of it is just as I go. So some of the people that you're hearing about that are still laboring for the kingdom, I meet at the pool or at Mm. the park. Or they were my um, grocery uh, store um, pickup person. 
they, um, yeah, they help bag my groceries or something like that. And so as I'm standing there, I'm sharing the gospel as I go at the donut shop, stuff like that. So um, that's how we've seen and um, yeah, how I've seen the gospel at least go forward in my everyday life is just as, as I'm going, just sharing with the people that the Lord has put in front of me in those moments. So, it was difficult to get a lot of these people going in this direction uh, and, and like get them to just commit to asking people to come to their house. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, I mean, some of them, it was a year. Uh, and then all of a sudden, as soon as they started doing it, it was like, boom, boom, boom. And and like, hey, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But that whole time, you, you were modeling it. You, oh, yeah. The part of oh, yeah. people, the church that met in your home, you're yeah. encouraging them. You can start something, too, even while you're here. Oh, yeah. What brings me a lot of joy is seeing uh, – lost to labor um, and the obedience that they start when they start identifying things from the word, uh, when they start obeying those things and when they start teaching other people, those things, Mm -hmm. and it starts like, as it, as it multiplies, like that is, that is encouraging to me. And honestly, like, I I don't know. I mean, if I, I've seen it a, a few times and it's, that would be enough for me to continue doing it for the rest of my life. Uh, if I, even if, if there was somebody saying, I don't know if that'll ever happen again, I would say, uh, I'm going to keep trying because it's worth it. Uh, it's worth it. Cause that's what Jesus called me to ultimately, but it's worth it because, um, the Lord blesses me with a lot of joy when I get to see something like that. I think what I'm trusting God for is just to take care of the, <laughs> take care of it as we are faithful with what he has given us. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a movement be, you know, come out of the small acts of obedience that John and I have. And I believe that he could do that wholeheartedly. Um, I think that's what drives the little bits of the little moments of obedience mm-hmm. is knowing that God can take a little moment of obedience and multiply it beyond what we could ever imagine. Um, and I don't know what that would look like. I don't know what that would look like, but what I do know is it'll just start with me being obedient and faithful with what he has given me and us. And I think that's what, um, without quantifying it, that's what I think I'm hoping, I pray for. (laughs) 